This is the Bad Batch Podcast on TV Podcast Industries, and we're chatting about The Bad Batch, Episode 15, Return to Camino. So this was your grand plan. Bring us here and kill us. If I wanted you dead, you would be. Not that it wouldn't be justified. You betrayed everything we stood for. And for what? The Republic. We're loyal to each other, not some empire. You weren't loyal to me. I was one of you. You may have forgotten, but I haven't. And it's why I'm going to give you what you never gave me. A chance. Oh no! We are back and we're heading back to Camino. Yes, I tried to rhyme. It didn't work, but welcome back to TV <laughs> Podcast Industries. We're talking about Star Wars The Bad Batch Episode 15 to return to Camino. Not Return of the Jedi, not Return of the Sith. Return to Camino. The penultimate. The penultimate. We are towards the end of the season. The penultimate episode of The Bad Batch Season 1 because you know what? We've got a surprise about that. I am Chris. Now, gentlemen, introduce yourselves. I am one of your other hosts, Derek. Why, thank you, Mr. Jones. I am one of your other hosts, John. Rounding out the group, in fact. Yes. Um, as I, I am coming third on the, the order the call uh, sheet, today. As we, yeah. as we like the call, call sheet, yes. <laughs> but, gentlemen, I want to give one bit of big news. Mm-hmm. Derek, you shared this fantastic news with the group in our social groups and everywhere else on our socials. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been confirmed. We will be back recording next year <laughs> with season two mm-hmm. of The Bad Batch. That's great news, isn't it? Um, it is fantastic yeah. news. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, to say that I've got involuntary twitching going on in my eye, thinking of just like uh, the podcast to come, <laughs> yep. um, I somehow will need to, you know, just to to borrow from Marvel, I, I will need to split myself into different multiverses yep. so I can do all this. But um, yeah, nonetheless, uh, no doubt the twitching will get even greater as I, I move towards 2022. Yeah. There is a lot coming in 2022, a lot of second and third seasons of shows ah. and spin off of shows that we are currently covering uh, we're going to have to take them as they come uh, see yep. see which ones are the ones that we want to hit but I know I definitely want to uh, continue on with the Bad Batch and definitely. season two. Uh, this story so far has been great and it's been building and building and building as the season's been going on and uh, we are here with the penultimate episode of the season this was called on Twitter from the makers of the show effectively the season finale part one. Uh, the name of the episode is Return to Camino but they were absolutely calling this part one of the two part season finale basically so, uh, so yes we are at the building point to the end of the first season, knowing that we're getting a second season right now. Makes it even more exciting for me. Yeah, and I strangely thought that this episode, it ends like a finale. Yeah. So I'm even more confused. Like I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, how will you leave us with even larger of a cliffhanger <laughs> for season two? It's kind of, um, it's kind of a, I'm sure we'll talk about it as we get into the episode itself. It's kind of a cliff, cliffhanger, but you know they're going to get away because you know the batch got in there, right? So you know they, yes. they have an easy way out. So that feels like not enough of a cliffhanger. It feels like the end of this, at the end of the season cliffhanger should have something that 
you're really not expecting at all and that it could go one of two ways for season two. Whereas this, you know, the guys are going to get out next week, right? So um, it doesn't feel like as much of a cliffhanger. As I, as, I guess as, so. As at the end of the season. But I do think that their kind of escape through the secret tunnel and the secret lab mm-hmm. and the secret landing pad has been cut off. Maybe. Because mm-hmm. they went to get back to that lift and massive explosions. No, you know, massive spoilers here, fellow troopers. Uh-huh. Um, but they actually can't get back the way they came. Maybe. So I, I guess they're swimming. Exactly. Basically. Exactly what I think they're doing. Yep. <laughs> but speaking of swimming, let's swim in to our discussions of this. But before we do, gentlemen, uh, <laughs> I don't if think any there's of... any Olympic medal for that, Chris. Mm-hmm. Oh, there could be. <laughs> it could be the Olympic medal of trying to get a segue mm-hmm. into the conversation. At the moment, we know Derek is number one, getting the gold. I am at least a silver and... John, I'm going to say you're bronze just because there's three of us. That's <laughs> how it works. Why can't you share the silver? That's been done before. Fine. <laughs> we are sharing. We're going to half. The, we're halving the silver and the bronze. Okay. We're going to split it in half and then cut it. In fact, Chris, this is a podcast. It's a team sport. We've all got gold. There we go. Oh, that's uh, even better. There you go. Let's get into the episode details for this episode of Star Wars. The Bad Batch, episode 15, uh, executive produced by Brad Rowe and Jennifer Corbett. This episode written by Matt Mcnovitz. Uh, he's been the core writer for the season, really. He's been involved in every episode uh, as as a script editor and uh, responsible Certainly for the writer's has. room, really. So this is his episode as he gets to the finale. And directed by Nathaniel Villanova. Um, again, directed many episodes throughout this season. I love this core team and hopefully they're all going to be back for season two. John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for the penultimate episode of Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 1. Sure. Crosshair has captured his quarry, and he returns to Kamino to present Hunter to Vice Admiral Rampart with the knowledge that the rest of The Bad Batch will follow when he activates Hunter's homing beacon. After fixing up their ship, the Havoc Marauder, The Bad Batch pick up Hunter's signal and, as predicted, set off to rescue their brother-in-arms. Using Amiga's knowledge of the hidden areas of Topoka City on Kamino, the team makes it into Chief Scientist Nalase's secret laboratory. Omega explains that this was the Bad Batch's birthplace. She was there when the Batch were brought to life. While in the lab, the team meets up with a droid in hiding, AZ-3, who explains that all of the clones have been reassigned from Kamino and all major scientists have been removed from the planet or eliminated. Meanwhile, when Hunter discovers that the cloning planet is being decommissioned, he appeals to Crosshair to give up the Empire and they can remove his control chip before all the clones are replaced. But Crosshair refuses. He knows he's on the right side and knows he no longer belongs with the Bad Batch. He realised this when they left him behind to be experimented on by Nalase and Admiral Tarkin. Tech, Wrecker and Echo, meanwhile, try to retrieve Hunter, but when they are surrounded by Crosshair's men, they are saved by Amiga's quick thinking. In the standoff, Crosshair gives the Bad Batch the choice he never had, asking them to join him on the side of the Empire. They refuse, knowing the impact the Empire is having on the galaxy. With the cloning technology now in the hands of the Empire, Vice Admiral Rampart, believing Crosshair has turned on them, orders the destruction of Kamino's capital city. As the Bad Batch, Crosser, Amiga, and AZ-3 try to escape the Burning City. Yes. But there we go, gentlemen. We are at the penultimate. And I think we just dive straight in to discuss blaster point number one. Oh no! 
It's the return to Camino. So you are trying it. You are trying to make no r- rhyme with Camino, Chris. I like it. Well, I was going to go Camino, yeah, <laughs> but then it just it didn't have the same zing, you know. It's not the same thing. I, I was trying to work that out earlier on when you said you were trying to make a rhyme. Uh, yeah, the guy. Everybody going back to Camino. We knew it was going to happen at some point in the season, but what a great way to do this, having uh, Crosshair bringing Hunter back uh, to the birthplace of the Bad Batch uh, and then finding out about their history as well, a little bit more of their history, I suppose, um, that they were created in the uh, Nalisei's lab. That's that's the place that they were all born and Amiga was there when they were born as well. Yeah. So, straight up question. Yep. Omega is what, 13? Omega is maybe about 10, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, the Batch... Are how old? The Batcher 10 as well, or maybe younger. So the big revelation in this episode, and you get it from, from the reaction of um, Wrecker, is Omega has been around longer than the Bad Batch. She is older than them. She's an untreated clone, just like Boba Fett. She ages yeah. just like everybody else around them, whereas the Bad, the Bad Batch and all the rest of the clone army all get aged up. Yeah, um, they're kind of growth yeah. accelerants or growth hormones yeah. to... Uh, speed up their aging and development process. So you get that great moment from Wrecker where uh, she says that. She says, I was here. I saw it happen. Not for long. I was only there. For, you were only here for a day or so, but she was there and she's older than the rest of them. And you see, because it's Wrecker, you see the reaction of someone going, this doesn't make any sense. Hang on a second. We've been treating you like our kid sister or our daughter in some cases with Hunter and you're actually older than us. Yeah. So that was the big, for me, the big, Literally that kind of confused because I was like, okay, I understand that she is the, the, the natural aging one, but she's, let's say she's 10. She, like, she's not going to remember being five. So we're talking maybe four years. Like the batch are like comparatively quite young in, in the way I'm taking it. Like the batch of, we know there's probably been about two years worth of missions. Mm-hmm. And things like that. So even at that, then they were probably two years before that. Let's say that with training and something like. Well, it, no, this was maybe, for me yeah. shocking. Yeah, maybe it, it may just be that. Yeah, they're only maybe four or five years old. Perhaps uh, we just all we know really about the clones because it's it's not as detailed as we're making it out. All we know about the clones is that she didn't get aged up. All the rest of the clones do. It's only herself and Boba Fett that we know haven't been aged up. So they're around the same age. All the rest of the clones look much older, but have been out of the pods, uh, let's say, for a shorter period of time. Uh, but they're instilled with certain knowledge, of course. They're instilled with all their abilities and all that kind of stuff. Whereas uh, Amiga and Boba Fett wouldn't have been the more natural clones of uh, of the original Jango Fett. Yeah. yeah. It was just, it was very, for me, it was just like that. <gasps> mm-hmm. I'm being very expressive today, and uh, yeah. I apologize for all our listeners on the mics. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this was just, for me, it was a huge revelation. Again, I wish when she was wiping the pods, the tubes, the incubation tanks, um, that there was a couple more failed experiments in there that we could kind of pick out and have fun with. I was hoping that and we might get that in the next episode mm-hmm. because they might have to go back down there. We have seen that on another one of the cloning planets in the, in the past. We saw that when she was battling and getting chased down by the um, the bounty hunters. Yes, exactly. But that's the other big revelation that's here, that everybody has been cleared off the planet now. Um, Camino is now deserted. All the clones are gone. Anybody not aligned yeah. with, uh, with the Empire has been terminated, is what we hear, um, from... Our new droid, uh, AZ, who, who arrives in this, in this moment. Um, 
So we had a question last week about whether the Prime Minister, uh, Lamassu, did stay alive because the doors closed when the uh, when the troopers were in with them. Uh, we didn't hear any kind of blaster fire, but effectively what AZ is saying here is that uh, yeah. our Prime Minister is gone it's- and anybody that isn't aligned is gone. Only the scientists that were aligned or were useful were taken off planet. Yeah, it's yeah. likely that they've been eliminated. Mm. I really liked, actually... This kind of deserted state of Camino. Mm. You can see the TK troopers now are here, kind of moving out different um, bits of kit and, and and doing all the work to to strip effectively this whole facility of all the tech, all the intel, all the systems data, all that kind of stuff from um, from Camino. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that was really that that was cool. I loved all the. Um, I, I love that there was a lot of secret stuff here. You know, the secret landing pad, which I thought was awesome. Very good. Uh, yep. The the secret tubes, which I really enjoyed. Um, Rekka being hugely impressed mm-hmm. with um, the, the, the system, yeah. <laughs> um, which was really good. Um, and I guess, importantly, the secret lab, effectively, this private lab of Nala because you, you're there going, is it's private, but it's... I, they say secret, and mm. it's to the point. Did Lamassu actually know about it? So it, it's an interesting thing here. I guess he knew something must have been going on yeah. because he knew Omega. But um, yeah, this this was really kind of quite cool. Mm. All this kind of subterfuge going on, and uh, you know, a nice little sort of secretive entry point uh, for the Bad Batch and Amiga to get in there. Absolutely. Do you know, now that you say that, something's just popped into my head. Is it the reason that they're talking about it as a secret lab and the experimentation that created but the Bad Batch and Amiga, if that all took place in Nala Say's labs, does that mean that the work that she did to create them isn't Available for the Empire, perhaps. It could Is be, it that yeah. her files are secret and kept offline away from the central stuff that's been yeah. stolen by the Empire. And I, so, I guess so. And yeah. I guess Lamassu did probably, as the leader of the facility of mm-hmm. Camino, must have uh, like given the AOK for, for Nala Say to, to yeah. do it. So, um, I guess it's secret in the sense that maybe just the top officials know about it, yeah. but this is where, Possibly the real cutting edge stuff takes place. Absolutely. Um, it's that innovation lab. Yeah. Yeah. The, the skunk works, if you will. Uh, I, I took it as being, not to say, the, everything being stripped, not to say being taken away last episode. So I took this very much as that, as you say, the TK or TDK, Total Death Kill Troopers, as I like <laughs> to call them, um, were stripping the place. Um, Nalase has been kind of sequestered away in the last episode. Mm-hmm. The, the, the machinery is gone. She is known for her science prowess and the, the secret labs that she's had. Mm-hmm. So I took this as being now this is the origin of Palpatine's cloning right. facilities and his technology and how essentially it all got started. Mm. And how he could come back at the the last uh, Star Wars in the last movie. Star Wars film, yeah, yeah, like that's how because yeah. they they literally are like sending her off, and we have Tarkin at the end there, who is in knowledge of Palpatine's everything. Yeah. So this for me all starts to click into place, and it's again why 
I always made that joke over the last couple of episodes, been like in Filoni you trust, because they're making enough of their own lore. Yeah. And their own stories, and they're making good, and they're not trying to put a a square into a round hole. Yeah. They're being really clear, aren't they, when they have a line like, now the cloning technology is in the hands of the Empire. Yeah. They're being really clear. Don't worry. Yes, we may be blowing up this planet where all of cloning began, but we've got all the scientists and we've got all yeah. the, you know, we've got all the information. It, yeah. Uh, all the proprietary technology that Kaminoans have been selling to us for years. We stole all that too. Uh, we have it all. And this, this could be the setup for future cloning. So, uh, yeah. and we know cloning becomes a major part, as you say, of, of the series uh, towards the end. Yeah. Of yeah. the uh, Definitely. Of the definitely. Sequel, sequel movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing as well, I really enjoyed uh, this. This whole section of um, the Bad Batch coming to rescue Hunter from and returning back to Camino is um, I really just Amiga how determined she was mm-hmm. in her mission. Um, you yeah. know, saving Hunter is what matters. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, she's absolutely focused on on this mission to yeah. rescue rescue Hunter. And the other nice little touch was. Um, Amiga's hair getting wet on that pad, um, that landing pad. Such and, great animation. And then yeah. in the tube, it being kind of slightly Blow flat, <laughs> well, flat, like flat. You know, it, it was flat from the 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 water. Yeah, uh, I thought that was just really just a nice little touch. We haven't seen that yet. We've been in Camino before, and we've seen that like. So this was just because of the the level of the proximity to the waves and the level of everything. I was I was completely shocked. I was like, the quality hasn't dipped at this, all. This episode, I think, is probably again. I think I said two episodes ago that it was one of the most beautiful episodes they'd done because they were in uh, in forests and and had mountains yeah. around. This episode is even is beautiful in its own way as well. We're talking about uh, a destination that we've been going back to since. Uh, Star Wars Episode 2, uh, Attack of the Clones, this destination of Kamino, and I don't think it's looked better in any, even in the live action movies, I don't think it looked better yeah. than what they present on screen. No, it's really atmospheric. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, the image of the three Venator class, um, cruisers coming mm-hmm. in to just with the lightning behind it, yeah. um, sort of that silhouette of these, Three cruisers. I mean, it, it reminded me of um, the Star Destroyer in the gas cloud on the Kessel Run in oh, yeah. in Solo. Yeah, uh, just that, but so cinematic in yeah. terms of how they're 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 showing mm-hmm. um, this this um, whole scene, which I, I guess is really part of our Blaster Point Three. But I mean, even just before that, I mean, it, it seems like they've really been able to. Um, or there's been leaps in technology just around how they can cast uh, and form uh, and light the shadows on, on the animation mm-hmm. um, because it looks really amazing. But also as well with, you know, speaking of kind of that connection with the wider cinematic, just the connection then within this series, because we meet AZ3 here, yeah. um, who um, we have seen earlier, you know, that, supports all the medical functions yeah. and doing all the tests and, and different um uh sort of operations I guess yeah. and all that. Uh, but AZ three uh, was was with Nala Say and so Amiga uh, knows this droid and he's yeah. been hiding away in this secret lab um, and this is the 
this is the point of information for the Bad Batch about what's been going on. Yeah. And so that's quite nice as well, I think. Um, yeah. you know, I, I think f- in I feel in bad fact, that I didn't take down his full name because his name is AZ32171. Something like, something that, like yeah. that. But, yeah. but we're going to call him AZ uh, from now on. Um, he is the droid now, potentially, that's going to be on board with the Bad Batch in future. Uh, and Omega has a, has a connection to him. But what about what Gunk? Is- Gunk got Gunk. fried, but not necessarily trashed. We did see Gonky at the start of the episode while they were fixing up the Havoc Marauder. He seems perfect. Um, so that little frying that happened to him last week, uh, it didn't, uh, didn't seem to damage him too much. Uh, but now we have a talking droid, which is something that's been really important in every single Star Wars TV show and movie. And also has a connection to all the Bad Batch because he worked in the place where they were all grown and brought to life. So he has a connection to all of them. So I like this idea that we have a new droid, uh, AZ, that should be along for the ride for season two. Unless he dies in the um, the destruction of uh, Camino. I was thinking, wouldn't it be awful that the poor thing was waiting <laughs> there for someone to come and save him? He's in hiding. Nobody knows he's there. And then the Empire just destroys the place if the Bad Batch hadn't come back, he never would have gotten out of here. Yeah, so. I, I like yeah. I like as well that he gets he gets his little moment of bravery where mm-hmm. he uh, rescues uh, Amiga from being arrested and and yeah. uh, captured by one of the TK troopers. Uh, I thought that was that was quite nice because yeah. otherwise, up to that point, you know, he has been kind of just hiding away, um, and then you know. Oh, we should get back to the secret lab because we're not safe here. So, you know, he's been a bit of a nervous Nelly, but he does ultimately get his bravery moment. He does, but I think it is important that he does have that Star Wars droid trait of self-preservation, which you don't get in a lot of other shows and a lot of other movies. These droids in Star Wars are always protecting themselves. You get them kind of going, but if we stay here, that puts us in danger. Not you, my my master or whatever that you get from uh, robots in other movies yeah uh, droids and star wars are always looking out for themselves a bit as well but i might die here <laughs> why would i stay uh, kind of thing so that's quite cool but uh, yes i think that's the introduction of our of our droid for bad batch season two and onwards potentially maybe i still am a i'm a gonk fan here we'll have gonky too gonky forever yeah absolutely <laughs> and az can translate as well maybe so my only thing is this is the cynic in me the cynic in me when they start introducing some of these cuter looking droids, uh-huh. you know, it's all about the toys. They're selling out. Like, you can't really have a, like, you can't sell gunk. Oh, you can. Like, well, you can. He, but, like, some of us, like, he's not. They sold put, a rancor. It's true. But I was more going, if you're putting <laughs> a, the, a picture of AZI beside uh, gunk, the kids are going to go for AZI because it's a bit more Wally-esque. It looks pretty, things like that. Most lovable rascalians are like, no, give us the gonk. We love his shambling around. It reminds us of us. <laughs> Do you know, I am sure I had a gonk droid uh, as a kid. I'm sure yeah. I had one in my in my box of, of all of my Star Wars toys. Um, but actually, the design of AZ did remind me of a, of a Disney classic movie. Uh, do you remember Black Hole? Uh, yep, the exactly. and, the yeah, yeah. and how they floated around that looked very similar to the design here they were red he's silver but uh, yeah. they were some of my favorite droids when i was a kid too and there was an element of the expressionism that was also in batteries not included mm, yeah yeah, yeah. so it, they, they have this and i know it's the cynic in me i look hey hang on hang on chris star wars was built on being toyetic it was built as something exactly. to sell toys and always has been and if they didn't do that in the show in this show I'd be really disappointed if I didn't find something cool to buy with my with my hard earned cash. <laughs> I know that's a, 
<laughs> that's it. But like now we have to buy Gonk and EZ, so it's fine. But gentlemen, speaking of having to buy two things, let's move on to the second point. That was really that was worse than the first that time, Chris. Awful. As I lead in, <laughs> not only do we have to buy all of the four Bad Batch, now potentially we have to buy the fifth Bad Batch member because Crosshair doesn't have an inhibitor chip and he may be back Mm. (gasps) maybe maybe Maybe, not it's interesting this was the whole thing with crosshair i think whether it was because it was early morning when i first watched it Mm -hmm. or whether it was right after the end of the day after a challenging day um I just didn't quite get the whole flow of this. So I, I had to, I mean, luckily actually the second time it was maybe it finally became clear, mm. but I had a little bit of trouble following whether Crosshair was, was with them, wasn't with them, um, had a chip, didn't have a chip. And I think it was just because of the, how his conversation with Hunter was spaced out in between all this stuff, um, to be honest. And and that's all it was. But watching it the second time, yes, it did become a bit clearer. But it was just... I found it hard to follow. But ultimately, I thought this was a really good, neat little twist on Crosshair. It was Mm. not what I was expecting at all. Um, Which is the fact that, you know, he has had his inhibitor chip um removed mm. um when is not mentioned here um because obviously we do see him earlier on with um on Camino with Tarkin watching as apparently they are actually enhancing mm-hmm. the inhibitor chip so quite what they were doing uh, or whether it has since been uh taken out after that who knows um but that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's ultimately that, you know, the focus has been on the, the, the remaining four of Bad Batch. Crosser has been, you know, doing the bidding of Evil Rampart. And he's on the side of the Empire. And that becomes very clear here that he believes as a soldier what he was engineered to do through his creation by the Kiminoans uh, and and the genetics that actually they provide him with his reason for, for living effectively. Mm. Um, but despite that, um, he's still a little upset, a little bottom lip wobbly uh, over the fact that um, they didn't come to rescue him I uh, at, at is, any stage. Yeah. And um, he's now effectively sort of owning them by giving them the choice to join him fighting on the side of the Empire mm-hmm. to do what they were built, designed, engineered uh, to do. I thought this was just really, really cool. It was such it was great. A, good, a good way of, of telling this story because... I genuinely felt bad for what had happened to Crosshair. Hunter's continually telling him the Bad Batch would never leave anyone behind, and he's going, hey, hang on a second, you left me behind. Um, he's predicting that simply by turning on the um, the tracking beacon of Hunter that the whole team will come and save him, yet yeah. he was left behind to be experimented on uh, yeah. by the Empire. You know, he was part of their team. He, They all know that... 
there was a switch that went off in his brain that made him try to kill the bat. That's exactly what they've learned over the whole time they've been away. Yet not once did they try to come back and save him from what's going on. And now that he has the inhibitor chip gone, he feels that he's not part of their team. So why would he return to them? Why would he switch sides and go to them when he's still fulfilling the mission that he feels he was bred for, uh, for the Empire? Yeah, and just the just the switcheroo back on them is, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to give you the opportunity that I never had, which is a choice. Yeah. Um, and that was a great line, like really good. That was the line that I went, oh. Because to that point, I was like, oh. They're just doing Vader. Like, good guy goes bad. And then in my head, I was like, oh, they're just, they're just going to make him like good again and sacrifice himself at the end. And then that's it. And then when that line of no, 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 he's had the chip gone. He's decided to stay with the Empire and he's going to give them the choice mm-hmm. to return. And join, be uh, his brother, his, again. I was like, now that's the different take. That's the bit where I'm like, okay, now you've, you've intrigued me enough. You haven't just done the, 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 the tropey element where it's like, good guy goes bad, stays bad, and then redeems himself at the end. Mm-hmm. Now that may still happen. Of he course. may sacrifice himself in the next episode to, for his brothers. Yeah. And that's the, the element there, but at least this, his choice to stay with the Empire has been his own yeah. out of a sense of duty? Well, loyalty? Yeah. And, and a- I know that's the big question from Hunter is when did this happen? Because yeah. there's points that they met up with him over the course of, of the the time he was hunting them and um, there's times they haven't seen him, so um, I'm trying to work out whether it is connected to the time when they met on Bracca the junk planet where effectively because of the way they were trying to escape the bad batch set his face on fire um by yeah. by yep. setting off the engine and also where they got their inhibitor chips taken out as well yeah exactly exactly to be fair though he set off the engine yeah but we he, we he thought burned that his he was, own face <laughs> but we thought that he might be blaming them for it yes. but potentially it's just it ha- may have happened around that time that there was damage caused to the inhibitor chips so they took it out perhaps after that, we do know early on most of his actions could have been connected back to the inhibitor ship. He was the last of them questioning the orders of Hunter to go against the Empire anyway. So there was a, there was part of the chip was working for him that wasn't working for the Bad Batch uh, at the beginning. And then they enhanced yeah. it effectively. And now they've removed it. But he's still saying, I'm on the side. I've, I've made my choice. I know who, where I belong. And I belong at the side of the Empire. And I, I would love... You guys to come and join back up with me, yeah. As you say, it's it's that really interesting twist for the character. Yeah, it, it's really good. I mean, the other neat little element to that is, you know, with that whole revelation, because Crosshair is saying, you know, don't be my enemy. Hunter says, um, you know, we're not your enemy and never were, and it, it's it's really interesting that you know in that standoff, um, as well. Not only is it that Hunter expresses how they've changed, um, you know, certainly more than likely down to what they've seen the Empire doing, but mm-hmm. also having uh, Omega as part of their their crew, um, but also the, it's the classic standoff. Um, but Hunter chooses the stun, um, 
and I guess Crosshair probably wasn't. I don't think sniper rifles have, or sniper blasters uh, would have a stun. They such. might. Yeah, they might. They could yeah. do. Because it, well, I suppose it goes out in rings. Like, womp, 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 womp. They might have. It's an energy weapon, so they might just change the setting. But I, you're, I think you're right. I don't think Crosshair would ever set that to, uh, to stun on his gun. Um, I do like the fact that they do, when they knock him out, they do take all of his equipment with them. All the special gear you'll get in the action figure pack uh, when you buy uh, Crosshair <laughs> uh, in your local um, toy store. Um, and they take Crosshair with them uh, when they're leaving the planet. So um, while he may not be part of the team, he did fight alongside them to get out of the situation they were in, and they are taking him with them along with all of his gear. So yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's obviously leading into next I, week. I think as well, unfortunately for Crosshair, his his run of misfortune, shall we say, continues as well. In that, um, not only do we have a bit of distrust towards him beginning to take shape with the TK units mm-hmm. and, and recruits, and uh, we see one of them sort of expressing the what he might actually do um with his 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 old comrades his brothers in arms yeah. uh, but then he does in order to give the bad batch the choice he does a pretty neat little uh, laser bounce um oh, yeah. killing all the troopers that are, are there uh, with their their blasters aimed at them and he is spotted then by a trooper um as they they sort of trying to fend off all the uh, simulation robots that that Omega has sent up to try and rescue them and it's all backfired badly because they're already already dead so the 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 robots are just firing at what's left which is the bad batch and crosshair mm-hmm. but crosshair working with the bad batch shooting at the droids with all the other uh, troopers of crosshair's unit dead on the floor um is is spotted and you then have a fairly dispassionate vice admiral rampart um sort of effectively saying just pull out of camino then um you know the the last shuttle to one of the cruisers so um i i love that you could you could even just see right at the start rampart the the dispassionate element to him is that yes he's useful but if he's not keeping to schedule or whatever then it doesn't matter well exactly yeah Yeah. no one loves the order to pull out but really the main thing is i want to talk about is that one scene where hunter with the knife jumps up and stabs the robot and then just as as he kind of pulls back then you see crosshair shoot Mm -hmm. and it was just like this is the full squad that i got very limited i've had limited interactions with as a kind of cohesive unit fighting as one because pretty much we got the first second episode of that like yeah um so for me this was huge it was it was cool, and you see how he fits in, and you see, yeah. see how he fits in with the rest of the team so easily. Um, yeah, that it, that was really good to see. It was really, yeah. really good to see. It also that that conversation that happens between Hunter and uh, and Crosshair as well, where Hunter's saying to you, "Do not get what's going on. They're decommissioning this whole facility. What's next? Next is they're going to be decon- decommissioning the the clones." And Crosshair's response is only the ones that don't matter, basically. And yeah. so he thinks he's on, on the right side. And at the end of this episode, 
um, we find out how callous Vice Admiral Rampart is. Just, just kind of going, well, it doesn't really matter, right? Leave him behind and blow up the planet. Um, get yourself off, you know, kind of thing. Uh, that's, that's about it. So, um, can we talk about that in our final blaster point? Blaster point three. Um, the destruction of Camino, um, I think is yeah. big enough to have its own point, even oh, though definitely. we mentioned it a little bit, uh, before earlier on, but it's just, I suppose, how big the, planet has been in the story of star wars uh, this is where the clone troopers came from effectively this was the big mystery of uh, attack of the clones was where were they getting all of their troops from um they find them these are the the clones that effectively have supported the republic for for this many years uh, yeah exactly and, and we've seen yeah. them in the in the clone wars tv show for yeah. seven seasons we've seen it in now bad batch for this season camino has been really important and now it's gone. Uh, exactly. And, uh, you know, a bit like with the whole Trade Federation stuff, you know, who placed the order? Who got the invoice? Who's getting the receipt mm-hmm. for, for this? You know, in, in true um, George Lucas fashion, he <laughs> well, turned we, it yeah. into a business invoicing uh, problem. We did joke uh, about was... that last week, about you know, the, the Republic have the order and they were supposed to pay all the bills and now the Empire's there going, no, no, we've changed our name. Uh, you, can't, you can't bill us for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely. But it's to your point as well, uh, what you guys were talking about, um, you know, the, the, the link with the, the, the cinema where, you know, they, they make a, an off reference comment. So it's now, okay, Palpatine can clone himself till, till he's even more wrinkly, uh, in the face, um, because they, they've got this tech, ha- have, um, has the empire. But the, the other side of it is just, you know, from a, an artistic and, and cinematic point of view, you know, those, um, those establishing shots of the different areas of the facility there on Camino yeah. and those establishing sort of wide pan shots and transitioning into, uh, one another, they're really cinematic and it's, it feels really melancholy and mournful for, you know, the loss of this, really important place Mm -hmm. in these stories as you say back to attack of the clones but also through the clone wars and and so on as they've it's come back in um and i thought that was just really really good um i thought it was really you know almost a sense of mournfulness um in showing that before you know just after tarkin has ordered the destruction of camino's um capital and this facility but also um you know before we see it uh it was really it, it almost reminded me of uh gandalf and, and pippin sort of stood on the ramparts of the white city seeing um you know sauron and, and the light coming up from minas morgul and um, from the witch king um just that sense of like it really kind of still and quiet it's that stillness before the great plunge i mm. guess is what he says but it this was really f- fabulously cinematic for me yeah yeah it was really cinematic uh just a reminder for our uh, fellow troopers uh, our coverage of the middle earth tv series on amazon <laughs> prime will be coming in september of next year uh, yeah because the uh, they have announced the date of that uh, john will obviously be on board uh for that yes because i was like those are words thank <laughs> <laughs> like, Excellent. Are they words? No, it, it is really beautiful put together, those scenes. You're absolutely right, John. And, and I, if, if I remember right, I'm not embarrassed to say that Attack of the Clones is one of my least favourite of the uh, 
uh, nine central Star Wars movies. Um, so I haven't seen it very often, but I do think those shots of the empty, uh, empty sets, effectively the empty scene, uh, scenes on Camino. I think it matches up quite well to the tour that Obi-Wan is doing. There's the, um, the kind of bubbles where all of the, uh, the clone babies were effectively the first time he sees those clones. And then there's the area where all of the young, um, clones of Django Fett are, are sitting learning uh, that's all empty all silent all quiet before the bombs come and hit and I think it's it, it matches up quite well to those scenes if I remember correctly uh, from my last time viewing uh, Attack of the Clones which is probably three or four years ago I guess clone babies are like jelly babies then <laughs> A bit squidgy, squidgy on, yeah. hard on the edge. A little bit squidgy still, but yeah, no, it is. It mirrors that really well, um, yeah. and, and it's great. And then you just get the awesomeness of these three Venator class cruisers mm-hmm. raining their power, a uh, firepower down on. And I mean, just that is is really epic. You yeah. know, you see the yeah. the laser bolts going through the water taking out the the structure just and uh, again it's just how they frame it with rampart you know really in shadow just neutral dispassionate Mm -hmm. you know this is further consolidation of the empire and their power um and their reach um and this you know it, it is that he's a bureaucrat in charge of an army basically almost um or imperial uh starfleet navy um so it, it, this was really really good i'm glad we got to see a bit of talking as well mm-hmm. here giving yeah. the order um and uh dare i say it, i mean not maybe quite as emotional as order 66 in the movies which was like a great part oh, yeah. of revenge of the sith but you know it had sort of twinges of that because just that those establishing shots sort of and the music was just really well matched to all the different scenes yes. that they did yeah. and yes i know the bad batch aren't necessarily so much in peril but i, I you know that they're, they're in danger um because yeah. there's huge massive blaster bolts coming down yeah, yeah, yeah um i have to say after this as well i can't wait for them to introduce the star destroyer because Will the show it destroying a star? I wonder. Um, Maybe that Maybe. would be interesting. You know, where did it? Why does it have that name? Uh, um, it's it's, it's to as terrify, big as one. It's to terrify the population of yes. oh, that's it's like a death star. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, propaganda. Yeah. Yes to everything you have said. The fact I know there is another episode for me removed some of that peril. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I was just like, I could have seen. If if they had have said no, this is the last, and then Shadow drops an episode next week, or I know they wouldn't do that, but or no. this was a, I I just don't know. It was just like the the it felt so, it felt such like an ending, and I was like, it was beautiful because it is it is an ending for Camino yeah. because they are sunk. This is why we have. Aside from we're working backwards through time in a lot of the storytelling at the moment, um, this is why we've never heard about it in the, the future of the Empire and mm-hmm. things like that in New Hope, Jedi, yeah. etc. We don't continue to return there over the years. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, because it is destroyed. This uh, this answers a question that I'm sure some people had, mm-hmm. and maybe it was answered in the book or comic that was in the le- now the Legends, but like is now no longer. 
Um, but I, I enjoyed this fin- totality, the finality of it. Mm-hmm. It's just the, I know the batch are going to survive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you're always going to know that. I think when, when one of them goes, there will be a long scene as they get to say goodbye on their, on their deathbed. I don't think we're going to, uh, come back next week and it's just, um, it's just Omega and holding AZ in her arms and all the rest yeah. of the Bad Batch are dead in the water. Uh, well, it, could I don't you think this imagine? scene was supposed to have that kind of peril associated with it because we're coming into the finale next week. They'll be put in peril next week and uh, yeah. and we won't know what's going to happen. <laughs> but could you imagine? That would be just amazing. No, because if like- that happened and all that happened was the start of the episode, Omega had AZ, the entire episode would be her finding the batch, and then they take off from the planet to go on their adventures for oh, season yeah, two. That's, so that's, that's it. That <laughs> <laughs> and that could be the way it will start next week. Um, I think that's it overall for for Camino, but it, you are right. It is a beautiful scene, and I think, it, I yeah. think it's a, uh, a fitting end for a, a planet, effectively, uh, or at least a facility uh, in uh, Star Wars. Um, you mentioned the music, John, but I did want to point out one other thing just in notes. Um, about the music for the episode, I loved that we got the full Bad Batch theme the moment that uh, Crosshair took up his gun and went side by side with yeah, his brothers. Definitely. And it was really cool to have that full sonic uh, version of the Bad Batch theme together because we haven't heard it for for a few uh, weeks now. I don't think we've heard it since the first episode. Uh, outside of the credits, we haven't heard it in the, in the show uh, the full theme. So Yeah, no, that was that. cool. You know, the, the, uh, the, the quite aside... You know the, the what is that now opening to all the Star Wars universe stuff on Disney Plus, which is the helmets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to hear an extended, long cut version of that being like woven in mm. to them, kind of suiting up or something. Maybe, yeah, that would be really because them putting on the full suit and the armor, and then the closing bits with is like and there's like just helmet, 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 yeah. helmet. Do you know what? Maybe, Chris, when the Stormtroopers versus Clones war happens, um, and when there are thousands of uh, white helmets being uh, put on people's heads, and maybe they'll just use that to uh, to back it up uh, as, oh everybody, God, as everybody yeah. gets ready to go up against each other. Yeah. I was just wondering as well, you know, we've been talking about the cloning technology for Palpatine, but I wonder if they were also um, thinking of the cloning technology for the the limbs of Anakin Skywalker, of Darth Vader. Um, because if you think, you know, this is just mm-hmm. that, you know, grow a, grow a new leg, you know, like they kind of do a sort of a heart muscle and stuff from, from I don't know, uh, from back crashes Dolly and the stuff. Um, that uh, basically... That, that 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 it's something to do with possibly seeing if they can bring Vader back fully limbed. Interesting, yeah. So take him back from being a robot and attach uh, cloned limbs yeah. to him. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of cool. uh, any notes about the episode, guys? Uh, none from me. The only one for me is just the 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 guys in their full regalia armor as they come out. Um, it's just very much yeah. They they were going to war in this. And you saw them fully, whereas in some of the, the previous episodes we've seen start to kind of almost dress down for a lot of the operations. Mm. This one was almost episode one level. They were full armored, full weaponized. Full and battle Omega gear for there. The yeah, full battle yeah. gear. And Omega's yeah. there with her little. Not in their uh, pajamas. Yes, exactly. But Omega's there with her little. Uh, bow and arrow mm-hmm. yeah that was cool i liked her yeah. getting in on the action in yeah. the the battle simulation room as well because yeah. 
Um, it's a while since we've last seen her use that. Yeah, it's been about four or five episodes. And, and that is kind of the thing throughout this episode. We saw that from the start, her, her guiding them to the right coordinates when they got on the planet, her having the, uh, the knowledge to guide them into the, into the building and her saving them. And then you're right. When she uses her bowcaster, she does, uh, take out, uh, one of the troopers that could have gotten, uh, Hunter and, and Crosshair. So, uh, she's been, she's definitely stepped up, uh, her game considerably mm. from being the, uh, almost damsel in distress back in the first episode, but she's never been the damsel in distress. Uh, she's never fallen into that trope, uh, which is great. Okay. With that, gentlemen, it is the end of our notes. So it means one thing we must discuss. So what did you think of the Bad Batch episode 15? And does it set up a good end to season one? Derek. Really love this episode. This is, this is excellent. This is exactly the type of show that I wanted to be watching. Uh, when we sat down to start recording about Bad Batch, this is exactly the show that I'm ho- I was hoping it was going to build to. And now we know the characters really well. We can feel sorry for a character we didn't really know 15 weeks ago. Uh, in terms of crosshair, we, we get some really good, um, background to him. And, and I, I, I understand his story and understand why he's the hero of his story. Um, which is exactly what you want to, what you want to have for your, antagonist in a show you want to understand that the place they're coming from um i think it was a massive episode losing camino is is really a, a big moment given how how big the uh the planet has been in the history um and again as i, as I mentioned just a second ago uh, incorporating omega and her abilities as much as they have within the bad batch uh, she's not a passenger here um we hear that kind of threat to uh, Hunter from Crosshair. You can't just drag her around the galaxy. Well, they're not dragging her around the galaxy. She's just as much a part of the Bad Batch as Crosshair once was, um, which I think is is a really nice place to have us one episode from the end of the season. How about you, John? Yeah, I, I really loved this episode. Um, I give it five activated comm devices out of five. Mm. Um, I, I really felt this was a great episode 15. Um, it was really epic. I thought think it felt really cinematic towards the movie universe mm-hmm. the previous animations as well in terms of what they were showing um i just i thought the the reveal of crosshair's story as you say it was just that little bit of twist and it like zing it just zinged uh in the episode um and just the tension between hunter and crosshair in that conversation was was really good mm-hmm. you've got this you know the empire being pretty evil here uh destroying um camino and it just really built so well um and i i think it it has absolutely the potential to set up a really interesting season one, given that, you know, this is pretty epic. And maybe they're doing that whole, well, like Game of Thrones, the penultimate episode is the big one. And this is actually going to be maybe uh, less uh, sort of end of season. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think it may take a different tone rather than maintaining that um so just the i guess the scope of what i think we got in this um so i i thought this was a really good uh good episode excellent the story of crosshair um zinging rather than zanging i think it really was zinging (laughs) rather than zanging um but chris on to your zang and or zing yes so i was pleasantly surprised by this episode and i think that's kind of that's, I, I, that's something I, I, I've said quite a lot throughout this 
season of the Bad Batch and about the Bad Batch in general. I've spoken many times about how I thought it would zing instead of zang, and <laughs> or should I say it's zang instead of zing. Um, and I, I think overall it's con- continuously outperformed my expectations. Um, and I, with no disparity for a kid's show, because it's not a kid's show. It is partially aimed there, but there's enough in it that a lot of adults and long-time Star Wars fans, new-time Star Wars fans, Definitely. and in between, can get from, of all age groups. Um, like, in that sense, it's really pulling from a, a, a Pixar thing as well. Exactly. Being 100%. A, a char- children's animation, but also having some real depth that yeah. adults absolutely can appreciate. I'd say that's the tradition of Star Wars, too. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. But even just the depth of having a Bad Batch member from the beginning essentially go, oh, no, my chip's been removed. I still side with the bad guys. Mm-hmm. You abandoned me, which that's an adult level theme right there. Like that's abandonment, that's mistrust. Like you could go you could do a psychological paper on some of that level. Stuff. Oh, there's there's moments in this episode with Crosshair where he's going, you know, if I push this button, the bad batch will come and save Hunter. And then he pushes the button and then, you know, ten minutes later in the episode the batch arrive and he, and you see his face. You see it in the animation where he's going well, they did arrive for him. They didn't do that for me. I've been yeah. rotting on this planet, or I could have been rotting on yeah. a, in, a, in a jail on this planet, and they never once came for me. You can see it all there in the animation, yeah. and that's a really, a really talented group of people there. And he, he really throws, you know, the stuff back at, at Hunter, you mm-hmm. know, like, you weren't loyal to me. Whatever yeah. about me being loyal to you, where was that? reciprocated exactly you know yeah i absolutely love this episode mm-hmm. i agree with that and i think that's the fun part even in our wrap-up we have an additional discussion because there's a point that we hit on like oh no well, but yeah but we agree and we can go further so overall i really enjoyed this and i think thoroughly ready for the finale that we will get next week mm-hmm. um because it is an important week next week is what if week Back to the MCU, and I'm super like MCU is my passion. Like Marvel comic books are my passion. I would say over Star Wars, but I'm still surprisingly excited for Friday. Yeah, I thought it would it would it would be a huge like it would be chasms of excitement difference. Right. No, no, no. They're we're very close here. Very mm-hmm. close. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, really looking forward to uh, to getting to the end of uh, of this season and starting off our new season of uh, of Marvel's What If. Um, we go on to the feedback, guys. Yes. If you are interested in sending your thoughts of the overall season and the finale, don't forget you can head on over to tvpodcastindustry.com where you can leave us a voicemail or you can just send that in an email to feedback at tvpodcastindustry.com. Doesn't have to be a voicemail. You can just even write it out the mm-hmm. old fashioned way. Tip tap tap on your keyboard. Or you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash TV podcast industries where you can leave us your feedback in the spoiler post that Derek puts up every morning just before and just as the episode airs. Mm-hmm. Much like Jamie Lawton did, who responded to our question from last week where the boys asked, you asked which other character from Star Wars Universe you would like to see in future Bad Batch episodes. I was thinking young Boba Fett. 
You have seen him in Clothing Wars episode already as a leader of a bounty hunter gang, which also guest starred Simon Pegg as Dengar. Mm. Boba was also technically a brother to Omega, as he also has not been artificially aged. That's right. Jamie, we're in the same wavelength there. Yeah. That would be good. The Omega, the Alpha to the Omega. Um, and I think that would be fun. That would be very fun to see. It would be really would good. Be, yeah. He's going to be a teenager at this point almost. Close enough. He's he's older than Omega, we, we would have to assume. He's not massively older than him. Uh, he'll be a few years, certainly. Uh, yeah. He is going to be our older brother. But, um, but yeah, it's very difficult for me in my head, uh, just off the top of my head, to tell you how many years there were since uh, since we saw young Boba Fett uh, and... And we've seen seen Omega now, and how old she really is. Um, but yeah, we do know they both age naturally, so there'll be a difference in age. But it's not it's not twenty years or anything like that. No, no, um, it's about yeah. five or so. But you'd be max five six kind yeah. of job. But it's still a fifteen year old to a ten year old. There's massive difference there in the older. But we certainly things. it's been teased on the show this yes. this idea that you know the uh, the document showing that he was the alpha has been shown on screen so uh we're gonna see boba fett at some point especially knowing that the season two if we don't see him by the end of this season um we'll definitely see him at some point in the next season i'd like to hypothesize that because we are getting the book of fett Mm -hmm. uh instead of mandalorian potentially this year in december they will capitalize on that Mm -hmm. and have him as a main antagonist or recurring character in season two of the Bad Batch. It's entirely possible. That's entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. what we were, uh, what we were proposing is maybe Book of Boba Fett has them looking for Omega in the future, effectively. Uh, Ooh, you know, so maybe bringing yeah, Omega over into live action, you know, that's potentially it. But yeah, we're, we're going to see Boba Fett meeting Omega at some point, uh, in, in this, uh, this timeline of, of Bad Batch as well. Uh, excellent stuff, Jamie. We wanted to ask you, Chris, last week. Uh, we this we had this question as to who you would like to see on future episode of Bad Batch. Is anybody anybody from the Star Wars universe that you'd like to see? For me, it, it's some of the ma- the major main characters because there are. So one of the reasons I loved Solo was it told the the untold story of Han, mm-hmm. um, and it it's some of those it's those things that I really do enjoy. That being said. There's the whole host of characters from the Legends, like the Doctor in the Extended Universe, the, the, one of the main ones, uh, like, like the the like theoretically the 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 birth of Mara Jade, or those types of characters who they don't want to bring to the cinematic universe just yet, but or sorry, I should say the live action universe just yet, but there's some fun ones. Like there's there's so many, but yeah. I would say just any of those because for me they're the ones that I still feel should be given a home, mm-hmm. if you will. Excellent, thanks for that, Chris. We, met, we missed you last week, so we couldn't uh, couldn't ask that question. Um, Joel Sharpton just responded to the news that we'll get a Bad Batch season two by saying it's been super enjoyable right so far with the Bad Batch in season one, and I'm ecstatic that the story isn't over yet. Absolutely, thanks, Joel. Yeah. I totally know that feeling. Doctor Bob Phillips says on Facebook, quite a tense first part of the finale. I was half expecting an Omega Ex Machina after the platform appeared, but it turned into a good ensemble performance with a return appearance of Chekhov's ATI. Still not sure which way they're going to zag or zig with crosshairs, 
Or are they running straight up the middle and not giving us either an Empiric or Redemption Cherry on his cute little bald noggin? Um, a noggin for uh, his head for people um, who Unaware may not be idiom. aware of that. Um, yes, idiom, in fact. Thank you, Dr. Bob. I am quite pleased that more and more I'm seeing our fellow troopers, fellow defenders, and just overall podcasters using Zig and Zag. Not saying I came up with these words. No, you didn't, Chris. They were, they were <laughs> children's entertainers, particularly when we were kids in Ireland, Zig and Zag, right? Oh, but, oh back in the 90s. Yes. Or, or even 80s, maybe. Uh, thanks, Dr. Bob, for your feedback. Yeah, the idea of, uh, of Chekhov's AZ, um, the droid that we saw in episode one coming back in episode 15 to tell them all the things they've missed on the planet. That was a, a very smart use of, the, of, of our... Brand new droid, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah great. Thanks for the, the feedback there, Bob. And one last bit of feedback in from Victor Sellers, who says, Greetings, Derek, John, Chris, and fellow troopers. Another great episode. The exterior scenes of Camino always remind me of Caladan from Dune. Perhaps the hidden landing pad was used to spirit away the young clone cadets from episode 14. By the way, they did not seem to favour Django Fett. I don't recall robots on Camino in Attack of the Clones. Maybe a defense force? Looking forward to the finale and your great podcast. Cheers, Victor Von Doom. Thanks, Victor. I do think actually the young clone cadets were just taken away by the Empire um, and reassigned, uh, just like all the other clones. I think that's uh, where they ended off uh, going to. Um, as in regards to the robots on Camino, uh, we saw those in episode one. Um, they were effectively training robots uh, that attack, uh, attack the Bad Batch, and they all joined up together to take them out. So, so we just saw them in a training sequence uh, back at the start of the season. So uh, once again, something from the first episode playing out now in episode 15. <laughs> Great to hear your thoughts, Victor. Hopefully you're looking forward to the finale as much as we are. And that's the end of our feedback. So you know what that means. That's the end of the show. Don't forget, you can support us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash TV Podcast Industries, where just an intergalactic credit can help keep the podcast servers going. Or you can head on over to Buy Me A Coffee dot com slash tvpi where you can keep our editor-in-chief the illustrious derek the producer with the mooser because <laughs> i don't know with a chocolate mousse you can buy him a coffee and that will keep him going and editing yeah, into the wee hours of the night and thanks so much to all of you who have been buying me coffee over the last uh, couple of weeks. It's been a lot of editing. We are going into a brand new series next week. We're going to be jumping into Marvel's What If, uh, the first animated show from Marvel Studios. So uh, very excited for that. And we will have a little crossover, obviously, with uh, Bad Batch in this. What if it's a crossover of the Bad Batch and the Marvel MCU? Not just, I mean, time-wise. I just mean, what if we have the Bad Batch going into the MCU? Ooh. Do you know, uh, there was a really interesting uh, article this week on IGN where the, there was an interview with uh, the showrunner for uh, for Marvel's What If, uh, where he said he constantly proposed bringing over Luke Skywalker into What If and putting him in <laughs> as an Avenger, saying he was going to make the greatest Avenger ever, and he was told to stay and play with his own sandbox. Get out of their sandbox. You have the entire multiverse of Marvel to play with. Stop trying to bring in other stuff. <laughs> Great well, stuff. They just introduced He-Man into the Marvel universe and comic books, so pretty sure anything's on the table That's now. That's certainly yeah. back on the table now, certainly. Yes. I, know, I know Aliens is also coming out in Marvel Comics as well, so we'll, we'll see all this stuff. Uh, of course. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of The Bad Batch. We'll be back for the season finale of The Bad Batch next week. It airs on Disney Plus on Friday, August 13th. Ooh. Ooh, spooky. Thank you so much, and we'll speak to you again next week.
Yet, yeah, thanks so much, fellow troopers, for joining us and supporting the podcast. Uh, it's great uh, discussing the Bad Batch with you, uh, as well as with uh, our my fellow co-podcasters. Mm-hmm. But remember, until we're back for Marvel's What If and the final episode of Bad Batch Season 1, keep watching, keep listening, and keep trooping. Bye. 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 Bye.